0: Did you go out shopping this Black Friday? Well, if you did, you're not satisfied in God. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You you might be, you might not be. We'll we'll see. We're going to talk about all that today, about um, what all God has done for us and why we should bless Him. What does that even mean? Uh, Because of that. And then also for our Bad Doctor in the Week, we are starting to wrap up the Sparkle Creed series, and we're going to ask the question of, what does it mean to love each other? What is love? Is love? Is love? Is love? Is love? What does that mean? We're going to talk about all that and more today on the Digging Deeper podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. We are so glad that y'all have joined us today. Uh, Our goal here on this podcast is to just dig a little bit deeper into that week's sermon, so that way we might dig it a little bit deeper into our hearts My name is Chris Brown, and I'm the associate pastor here. My name is Jacob Belding. I'm the connections minister. And the guy in the chair today is... Missing. He's gone. He's sick. Judah, if you're watching, get better. Um, Actually, I I forgot to respond to Judah. I'll respond to Judah right now. Here, You you talk while I respond to Judah.
1: All right. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to fill in a little bit for Judah. Um, So, just right out of the gate, don't forget to like... Subscribe, leave a comment, all of those things. It tells the all-powerful algorithm that you want to see more uh, of the Digging Deeper podcast and those sorts of things. Um, And we really like reading comments. Uh, They're always fun, Uh, and it kind of lets us know that anybody's even listening. We do this every (laughs) week, and it's like, well, I wonder if anybody's actually going to watch. And so liking Commenting those sorts of things lets us know that oh okay we're not just sitting mm-hmm. here talking to ourselves. You
0: know? I would like to say that my wife listens, <laughs> but she doesn't. <laughs> she,
1: she doesn't. <laughs> Mine doesn't either. Yeah. She, she doesn't really like the uh, podcast talk format. Oh really? Yeah. You know, yeah. Sometimes we'll be driving down the road, and uh, maybe there's something I want to listen to, like a talk show. Or uh, uh, this was years ago. I don't even try anymore. Mm-hmm. But she's. I just. I can't stand the talk. Can't stand the talk. It's like. Oh, oh
0: we do all kinds of talk. Show stuff. It's like the new radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave Ramsey. um There's a handful of like Christian leadership podcasts that I listen to. but I'll just I'll go through phases. I'll go through phases of doing podcast and then phases of doing music. After a while, I'll just get bored with music. Yep. Uh, yeah. Nothing new out. Um, yeah.
1: Yep. Same. You got to mix it up sometimes. It's like I got to listen to something else for a while. Not mm-hmm. wear this out over here and then. Anyway, that's what I do anyway. And the
0: great thing about listening, have you ever listened to Dave Ramsey, like his show? Um, I've seen reels of his show. Yeah. The great thing about listening to his show, it makes you feel better about <laughs> oh, yeah. your situation. 100 <laughs> I like
1: the one where there was one that uh, came across my my feed or whatever, and It was Dave Ramsey. They call in, and so I have like $600,000 in debt, and he's, (laughs) $600,000, and he just goes off on them.
0: And I make $30,000 a year. (laughs) Yeah. And I breed lizards for a living. Yeah. You know. Uh, And I just bought a new truck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? Yes. Anyways, this isn't Dave Ramsey. However, maybe we <laughs> should start a talk show where people can call in. Oh, yeah. And we just hear their theology and we just critique their theology live <laughs> in person. If that sounds like of interest to you, comment yeah, down right. below. Um, let us know that you're listening so that way we're not just talking to ourselves. Anyways, hmm. none of that is today's uh, subject. Today's subject is. The sermon from this week, and we actually didn't get to do a podcast last week because of Thanksgiving, and so uh, there's actually two sermons that are part of the same topic, yes. and and that's about the blessings of a gracious God. That's the, the title of the sermons, is The Blessings of a gra- Gracious God from Psalm 103. I love this psalm, by the way. It's always been one of my favorites. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's, okay. <laughs> no, no, uh, it,
1: it's a good one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Pastor Lee has just, for the past two weeks, just walked straight down the first five verses of this psalm. If you don't know this psalm, uh, it's the uh, famous, bless the Lord, o, o my soul, or at least one of them. I mm-hmm. think there's a few of them throughout the, the, the scriptures. But uh, the super popular, not as popular now, but it was like crazy popular for a while, 10,000 uh, Reasons mm-hmm. song uh, um, steals this lyric. They're like, oh my gosh, that's such a great lyric. They didn't come up with it. The Bible did. Um, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I've always loved this passage because it's from the, the vantage point of David talking to himself reminding himself, preaching to himself on why he should praise God. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you ever wake up like you're just like, I'm just not feeling it today? Yes. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You're like, today? (laughs) Uh, A lot of the time. So I woke up this morning, and Joni, our three-year-old, was uh, she got up before me today, and uh, Sam brushed her hair and, and everything else, but then she has to leave earlier to take the big kids to school. So, I woke up this morning listening to a three year old basically crying at the front door and not just like, like, oh, soft weeping. No, it was like rage crying mm-hmm. at the front door. And it woke up, it kind of woke me up again because I kind of did a rollover. And uh, I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those mornings, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like. I don't know if that's what you were talking about exactly, sure, but you yeah. know I'll just rock that.
0: Yeah. It's like, so uh, it's funny, um, you know, differences between like pre-kid waking up and like a bad mood and post-kid waking up. So like pre-kid, <laughs> usually I would wake up like not in a on, on the wrong side of the bed, quote unquote. Um, usually, whenever I was like really lethargic and like slept in, and it's like uh, I think a good sleep or whatever it is, and I would just wake up and I'm like not feeling it now it's whenever the kids wake up before me and they are just raging Uh Um, and like there's sometimes kids wake up and like you know they're the the sweetest things in the world and then sometimes they wake up and like everything is wrong Mm -hmm. and if i wake up first and have a you know some time to you know make coffee and drink a little bit and just wake up myself and then they come in like that like you know i can deal with it but if i'm woken up like that Mm -hmm. oh man uh it's tough. I'm, I need some Jesus. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like pre-kid waking up, it's like in the background, like, oh, you stretch, morning flute is playing, like, <laughs> oh, the sun is shining, the birds are mm-hmm. singing. And then on those mornings, like we had this morning, it's like, uh, it's uh, in the background, it's uh, the planets, Mars mm-hmm. uh, is playing, <laughs> oh, duh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so... You may wake up like that sometimes, uh, and I imagine maybe that's how David woke up. Maybe his kids were just going crazy. I don't know, or maybe he was just like I don't know, depressed for whatever reason, or or whatever it is, he just kind of had a meh. Like like we call it, me and Randy call it meh days. Mm-hmm. Like we just feel meh, and uh, we used to have a song that we would sing about life being meaningless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all live in a yellow submarine. Yeah, kind of Beatles.
0: Um, and so, maybe that's the day that, that David was having. I don't know. <laughs> but he starts to preach to himself. It uh, reminds me of a quote from John Piper. Uh, he said, uh, too many, too often, uh, we allow um, ourselves to talk to us whenever we need to preach to ourselves. Um, so, it's, you know, you wake up and whatever your feelings are telling you to do, you do. And, you know, what John Piper was getting at, you know, based off the psalm was, no, you need to tell yourself what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you are in control of your body. It's actually one of the uh, fruit of the Spirit, uh, yep. self-control. And so, that's what David is doing These this in this psalm. For whatever reason, he woke up, and he's uh, presumably not feeling up to praising the Lord. And so, he decides instead of listening to his body, he's going to preach to his body. And what does he do? He doesn't just say, just do it, um, like, just, you know, suck it up. Nike. Um, yeah, right? Um, Shia Buff. <laughs> <laughs> old meme, man. Uh, so, uh, he he doesn't just say, like, like, just suck it up and do it. Like, he actually starts to go through reasons, mm-hmm. reminding himself reasons, actually preaching to himself what to do. And so, anyways, that's the whole premise of these two sermons is, um, what is David preaching to himself, reminding himself, so as to stir up within him praise and blessing back To God. Yes? Yes? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, that's the premise of these two um, sermons. Uh, We're not going to go through both of them, but we'll just throw out the points of last week since we didn't meet. Um, So, uh, he forgives all of our iniquities. He heals all of our diseases. And he redeems our life from the pit. So, that was last week. We're not going to talk about those. If you want to know more about those, go watch last week's sermon. This week, uh, the, the next three things that David reminds him of is that God crowns us with love and compassion, that he satisfies us, and that he renews us. That's this week. Yes. Cool. Okay. All right. Great. The second half. The second the song. half. The yep. second half of the song. Um, all right. Um, so, um, Lee, this week, gets a little bit into the word bless or praise. Because it starts out, I think his says... Um. Praise, you know, praise, yeah. praise the Lord. Mine says, "Bless was your say." Bless, bless. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ours is the more correct, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> um. Now, I don't think this is bless. Uh. So, so the word is barakai,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is different than another word, um, used for blessing, which at least in the Greek, I don't know the Hebrews, uh, merkarios, uh, which is more of like a joy. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, like like I'm. Uh, like I'm feeling blessed, right? Right. Like that's more of like a joy, happiness uh, kind of word. That's not the word used here. The word used here is barakai, uh, which is more um, bless, praise, kneel down, thank. It's almost more, it's interesting because it's almost more of a response to a blessing. Yes. So, we're blessing God because he blessed us. Mm -hmm. Two different words, same word. But two different meanings Correct Behind them Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, no
1: but I do think the uh, It can be a little
0: confusing mm-hmm. Right like We read the,
1: um, the The beginning of the Sermon on the Mount Where you see Makarios mm-hmm. And it's like Okay uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit It's like okay uh, It doesn't make me feel very blessed what, what does that mean? Versus this kind of blessing yeah. um, Where it's uh, Really more about uh, Praise uh, Thankfulness uh, Being submitted uh, to God, right, which are all things that that glorify God, right? Mm-hmm. He's blessed us. He's given us uh, all of these things, right? Um, he has forgiven our our sins, uh, healed our diseases. He redeems our life from the pit, uh, et cetera. And so in response, we're going to bless God uh, in the way that we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So here's all the reasons, or here's all the ways God has blessed us, Markarios. Mm-hmm. And now we are going to bless him, Barakai. Right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um. Yep. Yeah. So, the, if you're hung up on that, on like, how do you bless God? So, that's kind of an interesting, like, how do you bless God? Like, you, you don't give God anything. Like, right. God God gives you things. Um. That's what it means. It's just a, a synonym for praise, submission, healing down, thanking God. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's get into uh, this passage. Now, before we get into this, he actually mentioned... Uh, something at the beginning that I thought was really interesting. Uh, he he kind of referenced last week about how um, the the forgiveness of our sins is like in the past. In this sermon, is like forward focused. It's yeah. like okay, we've we've dealt with sin issues, and now we're moving forward, um, and we need to leave the sin in the past where it is. Uh, I always found this really interesting uh, as a correlation to the Egyptians and and God liberating the Israelites out of Egypt. And the question, you know, some people might ask is, okay, the Israelites were liberated out of Egypt, but then God allowed them to like still chase them. Like, why why did God do that? And uh, led them through the Red Sea and then, you know, the Egyptians were swallowed up in the sea. And I think there's a number of reasons but I think one of the big reasons is, I think God wanted the Israelites to see that not only did God have power over the Egyptians, but God took care of the Egyptians. Like, the entire army in one fell swoop was, was gone. Because, like, if that didn't happen, let's just say uh, Pharaoh was like, okay, let them go peacefully. Now, what's in the back of the minds of the Israelites the entire time they're in the wilderness? Uh, it's always an option to go back. Oh, well, that... that that's uh, one. Oh, I was thinking more of, um, uh, they're going to come get us. Oh. Yeah that, too. yeah, that too. Yeah, um, uh, too. But here, which they, they that, still have that yeah, option. Yeah, they still but, that. Yeah, yeah. And like, that.
1: was still there. Yeah. And they literally were chased out by dudes in chariots. Yeah. It's like they didn't leave on the best terms.
0: No, no. And so yeah. Yeah.
1: you wouldn't think that they would think that going back mm-hmm. was an option.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, who knows what would have happened if they're, oh, okay, yes, you can mm-hmm. go, a little pat on the head. And, mm-hmm. you know, yes, y'all go off to your your land. That sounds great. And they're like,
0: you know, they were pretty nice back there in Egypt. Maybe we should go back. You know? Yeah, but yeah, they um, let's say they would have been in the in the wilderness, and they said, "Oh my goodness, like, are the Israel, are the Egyptians going to come get us?" And it's like, no, we all watched them get swallowed up in the yeah. sea. Like their entire army is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they're probably doing good just to rebuild themselves yep. uh, right now, and so. I find that very similar to our lives with sin is like not only has God forgiveness from sin, but through the work on the cross and resurrection, God has dealt with sin. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, any time that we have the fear of like, oh, like, like the sin's going to come and, and get us, it's like, no, no, it's been swallowed up. It's been dealt with. Anyways, yep. so I just, yeah, it's been paid for. Yeah, it's it's yep. done. It's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with these three points. It was just I, I found that interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get into the three points um, so the first point is uh verse four second so half verse four he crowns you with faithful love and compassion. Any thoughts on this? Um,
1: yeah <clears throat> so oh, I think I really like verse four altogether even though uh, he talked uh, last week about redeeming redeeming mm-hmm. us um, and Lee pointed this out too. So being redeemed from the pit, right, is uh, would be hey if you're in you're that's where they put prisoners, mm-hmm. right? It was a pit. It's not like they had these uh, elaborate prisons with razor wire uh, at the top and at the bottom of the fence and the wall that keeps all the prisoners in. Uh, that takes a lot of effort and building. Mm-hmm. Digging a pit's not so bad, right? So they would they would throw people in pits, and that was a way to hold prisoners.
0: What's the movie that they? Through that guy in the pit, the the serial killer guy?
1: Uh, only one that comes to mind is Silence of the lake. Yeah, that one. That, one. That, <laughs> yeah. <that's>, uh, uh, <laughs> that was the guy kidnapping women and keeping them in the pit yeah. to yeah. steal their skin, all that. Yes. Wow. Well, anyway, so yeah, but same idea, right? Yes. Like if you're in a pit, you can't get out of it, mm-hmm. so you're stuck. So God redeems us from the pit that is... Uh, from our sin and the things that we deserve mm-hmm. uh, based on that sin. But then He doesn't just redeem us from the pit. He also crowns us
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with His steadfast love and His uh, – mine says mercy. Mm-hmm. What does yours say on that one? Uh, compassion. Compassion. Yeah. Compassion, mercy. It's, they're in the same vein. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway. uh, yeah. And, and that's the interesting thing of the gospel is it's not just us not getting what we don't deserve. It's us getting – or sorry. It's not just us getting what we don't deserve. It's us receiving what we don't deserve. Yeah, at the same time. It's like on, on both ends. So, like, like, what we deserve is death. And it's not just us not getting death, which right. would have been enough, right? Mm-hmm. But it's us being crowned with righteousness. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, it's what they call the great exchange, um, uh, where Jesus takes on our punishment and we take on his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a great example of this is uh, in the the account with the um, Jesus term water to wine. And so, the, the the what do they call it? The, the wedding host or, or the guy that was organizing the, the thing. Wedding planner. The wedding planner. <laughs> um, they ran out of wine, which was like a great dishonor mm-hmm. onto him and the family uh, that was putting it on. And uh, so, he was living in dishonor. Jesus comes in turns the water to wine, and does Jesus get the credit? No. The the wedding feast guy, mm-hmm. uh, wedding planner guy, he's the one that's actually that the, the, the father turns to and gives him all the honor. And so, Jesus not only comes in and takes care of the dishonor that we deserve, but we get all of the honor. Now, obviously, Jesus gets the, the honor, too, in, in right. terms of the, the glory and, you know, right. uh, being raised to the highest power. But, but he shares that with us, and, and this kind of brings an interesting statement that Lee made, and I don't know if you caught this. Jesus, uh, Jesus, Lee um, said, in, in regards to crown you with love and compassion, he said, we are carrying the glory and the characteristic of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did catch that. I think that's an interesting statement. It is an interesting do have, statement. Do you have thoughts on what does that mean that we are carrying the glory of God? Hmm. Glory itself is already like kind of a really abstract yeah. picture. Um,
1: yes. Um, so we're the recipients of God's grace and His mercy, His compassion. And so we carry that around with us because it's part of who we are as new creatures, uh, as a new creation in Christ, Right. And so, um, I think part of his point was God's love and His compassion towards us isn't meant to even stay with us, but it's meant to be shared, mm-hmm. right, with the world, with those who are in the world. Even mm-hmm. um, so, if if that's something, uh, that aspect of God's glory is with us, um, then as we go about living it out and as we go about sharing it, uh, God is even glorified uh, in those things.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I just think it's an interesting uh, thought experiment because you know one of the verses uh, I've mentioned before, uh, John fourteen or John sixteen, where Jesus is talking about the Spirit and what all the Spirit does, is that statement when he says, "When the Spirit, the Spirit is going to come and he's going to declare declare everything that's mine, yours," and that's just such a befuddling statement um, to me. And and. Uh, y- in its, simpler, in its simplest terms, it's the, the righteousness and uh, salvation that Jesus has is declared to us, mm-hmm. right? That, that's in its most simplest terms. But if you, like, unpack all of that, um, it gets incredibly profound and, like, baffling yeah. as to what that means. So, like, the, the, the cool thing about the glory of God, um, which, again, is a pretty abstract concept— uh, but God is very much about His glory, but then if you look within God, the Trinity, He's always shifting the glory around. And so, the Father's always pointing people to the Son, and the Son's pointing people to the Father and uh, to the Spirit, and, and they're constantly – very rarely do you see it set just on one. Uh, you like uh, It's always like shifting around. And so, uh, I, I like to call it the shift of glory um, around those. And – I've always found it interesting that the gospel is not only God saving us, but inviting us into the middle of that glory. Uh, what does that mean? I don't fully know. Uh, but in the same way that Jesus is crowned with glory, he, we are also crowned with right. glory. Right. Yeah, he's um, the firstborn. Right, yep.
1: um, He's the, the preeminent one, uh, the first of uh, many who, uh, of us uh, who are in Christ and who believe uh, to be resurrected and to receive that, that resurrected body. Um, but then also, uh, Scripture talks uh, a lot, an awful lot in the New Testament about our inheritance. Mm-hmm. So in Christ, right, uh, there's a glory to that, uh, that everything that is Christ's uh, also uh, is ours. Uh, we have this uh, inheritance to look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're doing an Ephesians study in our men's Bible study, and in the second half of Ephesians one, uh, that's one of the reasons that Paul really wants to um, really wants them to know all about God's glory. Part of the reason is because so that way we can know about our inheritance uh, in, in the hope of that. Mm-hmm. We are uh, partakers day. of that yeah, glory. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so anyways, so yeah, being crowned with love and compassion, uh, you know, on, on the on the, the flip side of the coin of being redeemed from the pit, the, the flip side is we're also um, crowned with love and compassion, righteousness, and glory. Uh, and now we take that, and like you said, take it out to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reflect the glory of God, um, like the, the sermon I did not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: and Lee also brought up uh, the the crown of thorns that Jesus wore um, on the day of the crucifixion, and uh, I thought that was a pretty good image of uh, again that that exchange that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. where uh, the crown of thorns is what we deserve, yet he took that for us, uh, so we get this um, we get we get crowned with love and mercy, where Christ was crowned uh, on the cross anyway with. Uh, with shame, reproach, uh, mm-hmm. with our guilt. Uh, again, I thought that was a really uh, vivid image uh, yeah. and uh, and I liked it. So yeah. I thought that was a great sub point.
0: Yeah, and this uh, he quotes Jeremiah 21, 3, uh, which talks about, uh, you know, do you have that verse on you by chance? 21, 3 or 31, 3? Oh, maybe I wrote it down wrong. Maybe it's 31, 3.
1: Okay, yes, I do. All
0: right, yeah, you want to go ahead and read that? Yep. Uh, the Lord, uh, mine's
1: a little different than Lee's, Mm -hmm. but uh, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you.
0: Yeah, uh, so, so Lee impacts where Jeremiah was in the situation, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, if you want to read a depressing book, go read Jeremiah. I read it once and I started reading it and started doing like a kind of a uh, intense study through it and got to like chapter 15 and I was like, I need to, I need to read something else. Something positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, So, so Lee impacts everything that Lee or uh, Jeremiah went through. And what does Jeremiah do in the, the midst of all that? He reminds himself, similar to David here, mm-hmm. reminds himself about the everlasting. Uh, sometimes the Bible uses the word steadfast mm-hmm. there. Um, and, and Lee point out that, that it's not remembering, oh, God used to love us this way, but when it uses that word everlasting, steadfast, it's more the covenant love of yes, God yeah. that is all time, mm-hmm. um, like it, it never ends, everlasting, literally, everlasting. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like mm-hmm. in uh, Deuteronomy, uh, I don't remember which chapter, uh, but... You know, there's a there's a dialogue, right? And the the people are uh, there's like this hypothetical question: Well, why us, God? Why did you choose us, these Israelites? And God's like, I didn't choose you because you were, you know, more in number than anybody else, or because you were stronger than anybody else. He said, I chose you, or I I loved you because I loved you, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So uh, it's like, oh, why? Why does God do this? Why did He do this for for Israel uh, through these covenants? Cause he chose to, cause mm. he, cause he said his love on them. And
0: you know, it's hard to understand that <laughs> yeah, yeah. until you have a kid. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's you know, it's funny. Like Lottie, I love Lottie more every day, um, and she drives me insane some days, <laughs> yeah. man. And it's just one of those things that it's like it's hard to wrap your mind around loving someone just because you love someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, thats literally has nothing to do with what they're doing. Now, they can make you mad, um, but but your love for them literally has nothing to do with their ability to do something for you or, or anything like that. Um, all of our other relationships, to some degree, land within that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like, like, even our spouses. Like, like obviously, um, uh, my marriage isn't dependent on what Randy can do for me, but... The whole reason that we came together in the beginning was about the character of Randy and, and uh, you know, who she was and how we got along. And so if, if those things weren't there at the beginning, we probably wouldn't have ever got together at the beginning, right? It's yep. like, like, who gets together with someone they don't like? Don't answer that.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go back to the, uh, the days of matchmakers and, you know, <laughs> yeah. parents will just yeah. negotiate and then... Yeah. They don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. And then then the, the analogy would work, right? Yeah. Because the, uh, then you might not even have met them more than once before right, the wedding. Right. And there you go. But our kids. <laughs> yeah, it's different though now. Yeah.
0: They're go born ahead. and they can literally do nothing for you. They can't even smile at you. <laughs> uh, they do nothing but make your life um, a terror, right? Because you got to like, change your diapers, stay up all night, mm-hmm. feed them, figure out why they're crying. Yeah. Um, but you love them. You love them. And uh, that, that's one of those things that uh, I, it's hard to imagine Lottie being able to do something that would ever stop me from being able to love her. Uh, whether she's doing – her doing good things isn't going to make me love her more. Her doing bad things isn't going to make me love her less. Now, again, it might make me be less frustrated with her at that moment. Right. But, but my love for her won't increase or decrease with what she can do. Right. Um, I feel like pre-kid Chris would have had a hard time understanding that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it is Forgotten. God. Um, right. He has an everlasting love uh, for His people. And um, and that's one of the things that you can do if you have a meh day or woke up on the wrong side of the bed, is to remind yourself, even if you're going through a dark season of life, is to remind yourself that He has crowned us with that love mm-hmm. and compassion. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that or any other thoughts on crowning you with love and compassion um no I think
1: it's a great it's a great reminder and again it's not it's not works based mm-hmm. uh, like what you were talking about with with lottie or uh, even with my kids right we uh, we just we've committed to to love them right mm-hmm. and so even uh, even if we're not uh, ourselves uh, if we're we're struggling or maybe we're not reading our Bible as much as we should or maybe we've slipped and uh, and we've sinned in a particular way, right, God's steadfast love abides mm-hmm. right, on us, right? It's not based on what we do. It's based on Christ and, and what he's
0: done. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. So, that's the first one, crown you with love and compassion. Second one, he satisfies us. The verse says, at least my version, he satisfies you with good things. Um, I think good so, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, uh, where I think it's first Timothy or 2 Timothy that God gives nothing but good things if received with prayer and um, the Word of God, right? Uh, because the, the, the question could be, okay, everything that God made is good, right? So, what about, um, you know, some nefarious uh, drug paraphernalia, right? right. Um, and so, so there's there's clearly things that can be twisted and used for their unintended purpose right. uh, and therefore turned into a not good scenario. Right. Right. Um, so, so, one caveat there, because uh, it kind of frustrates me when people will be like, well, everything that God made is good, which is true, but not everything is used for its intended purpose. Right. Um, right. Anyways, um, <laughs> he satisfies us. Lee mentioned... Uh, Black Friday? Are you a Black Friday person? No, no. Okay, neither <laughs> am I. Mass. My family is. Uh, they love Black Friday. Uh, you know, whenever Black Friday turned into Black Thursday, uh, my family was like, "We got done with the Thanksgiving dinner. All right, let's go to Walmart and just fight all the crowds." And I'm, I'm such a cheapskate that I don't want to spend my money. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't, I don't want another reason to spend my money. And so I would usually just go and kind of look around and and watch. Like like for example, uh, this past week um, we went on Black Friday to a few stores with my family, and one of the stores was Target, and I bought a shirt from Target that was not on sale. <laughs> like I bought like one of the only things in the store <laughs> that was not on sale that, oh, nice. in that moment. Uh, get, oh man, yeah, and I don't mind getting a good
1: deal. But I don't want to deal with the chaos yeah. of Black Friday. I will say this:
0: I think our culture is advancing. I think we're doing well. So have, you've seen those videos of like people just like losing their minds oh, on yeah. Black Friday. Uh, that wasn't my experience. Um, like I mean, it was busy. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't like I remember. Even you know, five, six years ago, ten years ago, like it was chaos. Like everyone would line up outside the door. I remember growing up.
1: Yes, the door buster yeah. scenes. That's that's what. And but you got to be there early for that. So yeah. If I get out at all on Black Friday, and I try not to, mm-hmm. but if I have to go to the store for something, I wait till the afternoon when it's mm-hmm. died down. And like I said, it's still usually busy, but it's not crazy. Yeah. Um. But and now anymore, there's Cyber Monday, so you can just order it on Amazon. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think
0: Cyber Monday has really changed it. Because yeah. uh, like, why get out? Like, have Amazon.
1: Right. So does that really count as a civilization it, advancement or advancement
0: in <laughs> yeah. civility, I, or? because we're probably not more civilized. This the situation has just changed to kind of mask our uncivilizedness. Uh anyways. This might be a sign that the uh,
1: post millennials are right.
0: Maybe. <laughs> it could be. Uh yeah. <laughs> Things are getting better. <laughs> yes. Uh so, anyways, um, <laughs> it's a bad joke. Go, on, keep going. The, keep the going. whole reason Lee brought that up is to talk about how uh, we typically aren't satisfied. Like after yeah. spending a day of Thanksgiving for everything right. that God's given us, we spend a whole day coveting yeah. everything that we, we can't have. Uh, and I think that's a that's always been a really ironic moment uh, or ironic time of the year mm-hmm. uh, for us. Uh, and so, so I think he's right. Um, do you tend to be a person that's satisfied in the things that you have, or are you one of those like, you buy something, you're like, here's everything that's wrong with it? Um, normally, when I'm uh, when
1: I buy something, that especially if I've been like, you know, really thought about it, and this is something that uh, you know I know I I either want or something that I really could use, uh, and I give it some time, uh, and then I go and get that thing. I'm usually pretty satisfied mm-hmm. with it. Um, But, uh, you know, sometimes it's also fun just to, it's like, I have some time. Maybe I'll go see what I can get at the store. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm bored today. It doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, then, you know, impulse buys, impulse Mm -hmm. kind of shop or, you know, whatever. Oh,
0: man. So when I worked at Best Buy, (laughs) uh, Best Buy is a bad place to work at. If you like tech, uh, it's a bad place to work at because you spend your entire day looking at all the stuff you want mm-hmm. and so man I remember there was many days when I worked at Best Buy I would go in and I'm like looking at what I want all day and I'll actually go take that thing and set it to the side I'm like, I'm like I want to buy this later and then I'll have like hours to think about it and usually after a couple hours of thinking about it i would be like the, the impulsiveness has died down and I'm like okay and I go set <laughs> back uh, that didn't always happen Um, anyways I'm more of a so we've talked about this how I've kind of an an addictive personality I'll get really into things Um, and I'm very much like a quality kind of person not quantity Um, and so I will get really into something and a lot of research and then land on this is what I want and it's a really quality thing and I'll spend more money than anyone should on whatever thing that is but then man I am satisfied with that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if, if I see anything else, um, you know, come up, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm sure it's great, but I've got this. Um, that's probably a, probably not a healthy way for me to go about, uh, uh, you know, my consumerism. Um, actually, I might be healthy, <laughs> um, but it's a healthy thought in terms of Jesus, right? Yes, in, and yeah. in our, and in how he satisfies us is that what sin does, what Satan does is very much, Come over here. See what's over here. Um, that's what he did with Adam and Eve. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's yeah, God, God's there. Cool. But what about this? Mm-hmm. And um, sin is always trying to tempt us over here and have the mindset of, cool, but I've got Jesus. So it's like, right. well, like, why do I need
1: that? Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think at the uh, – I was thinking about it just now. Uh, it's like the beatitude. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness – they shall be satisfied,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so uh, the question is: You know, what are we hungering and thirsting for? Is it is it righteousness, or is it the new tech thing, or the new Black Friday deal, or you mm-hmm. know, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't just have to be material Dude, things.
0: I'll tell you why. I think we've talked about this. Have we? iPhone ten. Oh yeah, <laughs> iPhone ten. It's awful. It's a. Uh, when did this come out? What, what year is this? Twenty twenty three. This came out in twenty eighteen. I got it when me and Randy got married and we moved our phones to the same plan uh, at the time. It was the greatest thing in the world. Now it's so slow uh, and so many new phones have come out since then. And it's almost a principal thing now for me. Um, there's part of me that, that wants a new phone, but then there's another part of me that battled with coveting so much in technology that... I'm forcing myself to stick with old technology uh, almost as like a sticking it to my, <laughs> to my uh, natural self um, which I mean th- th- new technology is not bad if, if you like it that's fine um, I like it but for me it was one of those things that for a long time it had a, a stronghold on my life and it's almost more of a um, like a way to check myself and that I don't need those things
1: yeah, uh, understand that a little bit. So I got, I have the iPhone twelve, and um, when we went and, can't you yeah, yeah, it's on your background. Yeah, it's uh, uh what is it, John Wick, and he's like, he has the greatest like just one word lines. Like somebody will say something to him, he's like, yeah. And so that's what my background Wait, is.
0: Just, uh, show them that. Let me
1: get this stuff out real quick.
0: He's just got Keanu Reeves on his
1: background. <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke too. With me and Sam, we'll be like, "Yeah." Right. <laughs> like, Anyways, well, if I said <laughs> it anymore, I'd be in trouble. Yep. But um, <clears throat> no. I, so I was the other way around. Well, when we went and got these, so mm-hmm. we switched from Sprint to T-Mobile. So we have—I don't even know. Yeah, T-Mobile, and because uh, Sprint had bought them out, and so I had—I think it was an iPhone eight. They still had the button mm-hmm. with the uh, fingerprint thing, and I didn't want to go to the new one because then it has the facial recognition mm-hmm. and, I, and without the home button, and I wanted the home button because I like the button. I had it on my iPad, I still do, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I'm like, man, I don't know if this is a good idea, whatever. Well, I'm, now I'm used to the face mm-hmm. recognition thing, and it's pretty cool. I'm what's but, known in
0: the tech community, really, in the market community, um, as an early adopter. Like uh, whenever they come out new technology, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> like they they got rid of the button. I'm like, button stupid. Shouldn't have <laughs> had it in the first place. Um, and so, <laughs> you sound like more of a uh, late adopter. Yes, that's yeah. That's like no, give me the button, and then you finally begrudgingly try it, and you're like, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now this is the
1: new normal, and I'm used to it. Yeah. But- I wasn't satisfied yeah. no, with the face recognition thing getting rid of my button. Mm-hmm. But now it's uh, now it's okay. I'm used to it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's like I know all about the technology and mm-hmm. like I'm comfortable with it. I'm good with it. I just need it to like I want it to work fast. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to have to wait like you Know if we ever have to go back to the days of dial up or DSL internet, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be upset, right? I don't know how so we survived. I don't mostly. know either. We weren't on the internet much, that's how yeah. we survived. But if it works fast and it's and it's good, hey, I'll I'll roll with it for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, the one that I had before the eight was iPhone 4, and uh, I think that, so. Every
0: every four, well, the iPhone has weird naming well, schemes. And so my
1: right? I, I would have kept the four longer, but it yeah. started, uh, it wouldn't charge and it was starting mm-hmm. to have lots of issues. That's so. how this
0: one is, so uh we're digressing yeah, no, real hard here to do with um, <laughs> uh when mine hits uh you know it gives you the notification you're at <clears> 20 percent <throat> once it hits 20 percent in about two minutes it'll pop up and say you're at 10 percent uh-huh. and then about yeah. two minutes one percent and so once it hits that it starts to go real fast which means the battery's shot mm-hmm. uh so so honestly there's probably a new phone in my future so I'm not. Uh, this is not me saying I will never get a new phone. Chris, uh, out here flexing. Look at me. Uh, look at me. <laughs> um, also, I just like this case. I, I don't want to get a new case. Anyway, uh, I'm getting old. I'm getting becoming an old man, and just like the things that I have. Um, but all that say is um, there's parts of me that don't want to be satisfied and content with what I have, and I have to make active efforts to to combat that. You're at right, right. Same thing with God. Um, We should be satisfied with God and thirst after God and his righteousness. And sometimes our sinful nature pulls us away from that, and we have to not make provisions for the flesh, Mm -hmm. but rather um, you seek after God in that. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Last one. He renews us. Your youth, this is the second half of verse five, your youth is renewed like an eagle. Why do you think they use eagle terminology here? Because this isn't the only verse that does it.
1: You know i um, I do not know. Uh, I've on, honestly mm-hmm. I've wondered that before. Maybe yeah. because they're like they're big, they're powerful, they're majestic, and you don't usually look. I mean, it's like there's a reason that like Rome, for example, uh, the United States, the eagle, the eagle is yeah. the symbol, mm-hmm. right? It's because it's a powerful symbol, mm-hmm. right? It's not something that's uh, like wasn't it? Was it Benjamin? I don't know if there's any truth to this, but the whole oh, what's the national bird going to be? And Ben Franklin thought the turkey was a good idea for some reason. I don't know if that's true or not, Adam. but it's, you see that thrown out every now and then. It's like when, it when you look at a turkey, are you impressed by how majestic that that turkey is or does it just make you hungry? It just makes you hungry. Uh, an eagle, on the other hand, man, uh, those things, especially bald eagles, those things are huge and they're majestic. And like, Have you ever seen those nature videos? Is it true? Is it a thing? Okay, okay. So the the videos were like, here comes this bald eagle. It, like, takes off from the giant tree that it's on, and it, like, swoops down, like, grabs this huge fish just out of the water and, like, takes it back up and is, like, tearing it apart and eating it. It's like, man, uh, that is cool. Like, could you imagine being able to do that? It's like, I'm just going to, like, fly across the water and, like, palm a fish Mm-hmm. So I can go and eat. I mean, it's just I don't know if there's something maybe there's something about eagles being that way that uh, they they'll use that in scripture sometimes as an image,
0: yeah, so this one I have thoughts on the, the bald eagle or not the bald eagle, but the eagle, but here here's what it says about Benjamin Franklin. Uh, the story about Benjamin Franklin wanting a the national bird to be a turkey is just a myth,
1: okay, sure you're right.
0: right. the false story began to to a letter Franklin wrote to his daughter criticizing the original eagle design for the great seal, saying that it looked more like a turkey. Oh, okay. In the letter, Franklin wrote, the bald eagle is a bird of bad moral character. He does not get his living honestly. He is too lazy to fish for himself. About the turkey, Franklin wrote, that in comparison to the bald eagle... The turkey is a much more respectable bird with, with all, a true original native of America. He is besides, though a little vain and silly, a bird of courage. So although Benjamin Franklin defended the honor of the turkey against the bald eagle, he did not propose it to become one of America's most important symbols. So he liked the turkey, but he wasn't saying the turkey should be it. He was saying that the rendering they made looked like a turkey. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. And he <laughs> he uh and he really didn't like eagles. He's like they don't mm-hmm. even do anything they're
1: they're not moral. They yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, well it's a bird first off. So he
0: wasn't pro eagle. Right. But he wasn't suggesting the turkey. I, I he probably knew it was a lose, losing cause. Yeah. Probably um, here's why I think the Eagle you know, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Um, and I was like, here's why I think the Eagle is chosen, because let's say okay, let's say we're watching the, the Olympics or we're watching you know, any kind of track meet. We've all been to track meets and the people finish the 100, like, like pro athletes finishing the 100 meter race or the 400 or the mile or whatever. What are they doing after? They're hobbled over, like breathing heavy. Like you can tell they've exerted a lot of energy. When was the last time you ever saw an eagle hunched over breathing for air?
1: Hmm. Never.
0: Yeah, no. It's like anytime they are majestic, man. Anytime you see like like those things where like they wear it and the, mm-hmm. the bird lands there. He just lands there and just he could have flew for like fifteen miles. He just lands there. He's
1: just sitting there. He's all just proud. ready
0: to go. Yeah. It's like it seems, which I'm sure this is probably not true, but it seems just looking at them that they never get tired. They're just always ready to go and ready to be majestic and soar and do whatever they need to do. So maybe that's why. Maybe. Because um, yeah. they just always, they seem to always have an abundance of energy. Mm. And so your youth is renewed like an eagle. Uh, he quotes uh, Isaiah 40, uh, which also talks about, you know, the famous verse about um, those who weigh on the Lord uh, will renew their, something like an eagle. Uh, is it? Strength. Yeah, renew their strength. Yeah.
1: They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They yeah. shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint.
0: Yeah, and so, again, reference to an eagle. Um, so, maybe yeah. that's... You know, Lee threw me under the bus again. Did you did you hear that? Uh, yes, I did. About, you know, okay, you're 32, 30... 32. Uh, 32, yeah. 32. yeah. <laughs> We're getting old enough that we have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, all of y'all, people are going to be calming. Y'all don't even know what old is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lee's probably in there thinking that. He's um, like, I'm 60. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm 33, you're 32. We have back pain. That's right. Right? Y'all don't get to just have like a a monopoly on back pain, right? Right. Yeah. I wake up all the time with back pain. I sleep wrong. I have (laughs) neck pain. Uh, Especially when
1: there's a small child who comes and gets in
0: bed with you. Uh, (laughs) Kicking you all night. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. So I need my youth renewed. Yes. Like an eagle. Anyways. Absolutely. I just, I just wanted to defend my honor there a little bit. Um, millennials unite. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. We
1: are old too.
0: Pass the Advil. <laughs> Let's go. <Yeah. laughs> uh. Anyways, yep. So it's renewed, and um, there's probably a renewal in this life, like a partial renewal. Um, now, you know, if you're if you're sixty, eighty, seventy. Thirty? Are you going to move around like a fifteen-year-old? Is that what this is talking about? Probably not.
1: I don't know, man. They yeah. uh, this past Sunday, the students had their friends giving, mm-hmm. and it's a tradition to go out out back and play a game of football. Mm-hmm. And it's always the leaders versus the students. Some of those leaders, man, uh, they can move. And uh, uh, David Strait was was playing, and there was one point where, and he landed flat on his back going for a ball or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him about it Tuesday night, and he's like, man, I woke up the next day. and it's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, as soon as I saw you hit the ground like that, I thought, oh, he's going to feel that mm-hmm. in the next couple of days
0: probably. But uh, but no, I, yeah. I agree. So know. probably you're not going to wake up you know, feeling like a 15-year-old, probably more like your spirit. Yes. Your spirit is renewed. You have mm-hmm. a new zeal for life. Um, zeal is, along with physical energy, zeal, passion, is usually... Something that's also in like younger people, and the older you get, the more cynical you get, right? I'm I experience that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to apologize to my wife often for how cynical I am. Um, and and I think what it kind of gets at is like in the renewal of your spirit, there's also like a renewal of like your optimism in life, mm-hmm. your hope in yeah. life, yeah. Like, like, you're not just someone waiting to die anymore, right. but you have someone who has. Hope and passion in the Lord and what He's doing, even though you're in a broken world. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I
1: think it's Romans 12, uh, where Paul writes, <clears throat> uh, "Don't be conformed uh, to uh, don't be conformed to the was it the image of this world, don't, mm-hmm. or don't be conformed to the to this world. Help me out. How's it going? The
0: 12:1. Uh, yeah. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by yeah. the renewal of your That's mind. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And. Um, so on that one, we also see, we see the negative and then the positive, right? At the same time, like we don't want to be conformed to the, to the world, uh, the things that satisfy in the world, even instead we want to be transformed. How does that happen by our minds being renewed? And then that transformation, then like what you're talking about, the spiritual transformation <clears throat> that we, uh, we get, um, it really, um, it gives us a new outlook, Uh, on life. We have this new vision, right? Hopefully, we're seeing the world through uh, Bible lenses, right? We want a biblical worldview where, um, hey, like, there's this hope that I had to look forward to, and uh, kind of piggybacking on what you just got done talking about, right? We're not just sitting around and saying, man, the world is just so awful. This is an awful place. It's like, it is. That's true. It is Mm -hmm. an awful place, but what's our role in that? How do Mm -hmm. we um, you know, what role do we play uh, in this world, and then what role does does God have for me, right? Mm-hmm. What's the hope that I have to look forward to? Um, and I think that's one of the things that, uh, one of the ways that we can be renewed.
0: Yeah, and that's the an interesting uh, unique aspect of Christianity, the the Christian worldview, is that we're able to hold both those things, like, we're able to hold a a reality of the situation at the same time as a Hopeful optimism mm-hmm. about the situation, so like the reality of the situation is we live in a broken messed up world um and and no no grounded Christian should argue with that right that that mankind is beyond r- repair or not repair beyond um uh, what, what's the word um Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: repair's not a bad word uh, for now Like yeah. the way that the world is now in this age right? Like yeah uh, the, we, We're definitely called to uh, Go out into the world To take the gospel to the world And uh, and that's how God is Currently redeeming the world But right, mm-hmm. that won't be fully consummated yeah. Until the end Is that kind of what you're getting
0: uh, at? Well Morgan, uh, mankind's awful Okay, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, way, the way they're
1: not awful is through the gospel, yeah, but yeah. yes. Yeah, Watch yeah. the
0: news for a little bit. We're bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, the uh, We have the reality that mankind is sinful and the world is broken and that death and disease and tragedy is part of the life, the human life, like the Christian worldview fully believes that Mm -hmm. and and accepts that. Yet, at the same time, because of God's redemption and renewal, we also hold in tandem with that, that while the world is broken and messy right now, God is at work Mm -hmm. and will renew it and and make all things new one day. And that's where, like, we can at the same time be uh, completely living in real life, yet at the same time be hopeful, not optimistic, and and that's only because we're not putting our hope in mankind, but because we're putting our hope in God. And, and if you remove God from the situation, you can have a hopeful optimism, but your hopeful optimism is in mankind, which is yeah. demonstrated that they shouldn't have their hope and optimism right. <laughs> placed in. Right. Um, anyways, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, any other thoughts about that? Um no. Uh, no, I don't think so.
1: We, mm-hmm. uh, we do say, like, when we see something good that happens, like me and Sam will be out and about. It's like, oh, look at that. Hope and humanity temporarily restored. Like, oh, yes, things are going good. And then, you know, two minutes later, it's like, and it's
0: dashed to pieces. And it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's um, the sermon from this past Sunday, the past two Sundays, really, The Blessings of a Gracious God. I um, hope that you got something from it. I hope you enjoyed Psalm 103. Uh, the the three uh, things that that the passage reminds us of uh, in order to uh, place our, our focus and praise on God is uh, He crowns us with love and compassion, He satisfies us with good things, and He uh, restores us like an eagle, like the majestic eagle, not like a turkey, but like an eagle. Um, anyways, uh, that's all for the sermon. We are now going to move into the bad doctrine of the week. It's the bad doctrine of the week. All right. We've got two more. I don't know if you want to finish it today, but I kind of want to save the very last statement for next week. Okay. Uh, if that's good with you. So,
1: yeah, this first sentence will have plenty to talk about.
0: Yeah. So, if you haven't been with us, uh, we've been walking through what's known as the Sparkle Creed. And if you haven't been with us, if you haven't heard this, we'll show it right now real quick.
2: Let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love, So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief.
0: Amen. All right, so that's the Sparkle Creed. It doesn't Um, get any better. It doesn't get any better. (laughs) And if you listen to it, there's so many people in the room. It sounds like there's a lot of people in the room reciting this, uh, which makes me think like, um, I wonder how many people actually believe that or if they're saying it just because they're in church and and you say things. Dude, Um, I
1: don't know. If you... If you go, if you find a church that's like that, and let's just say you didn't know, you're a first time visitor and you're there, and you walk in and they're doing the Sparkle Creed, like you wouldn't go back, right? <laughs> like, surely, like if you're a biblically, uh, hopefully you would just Christian, leave, unless like yeah. you're
0: like doing a uh, anthropology apology study <laughs> right. and like you're studying them <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> hopefully you just leave I had a friend um, yeah. who uh, went to Kenneth Copeland's church mm-hmm. uh, over here um, what's the name of it? Eagle Mountain International. and he didn't know anything about it because uh, Kenneth Copeland's actually not the pastor there uh, Kenneth Copeland's actually very rarely there um, another guy's the pastor uh, but he didn't know it was Kenneth Copeland's church and he's <laughs> he said that he was in there and they started teaching and he's like this is wrong. And he got up like mid-service and just walked out with his wife. <laughs> and the, like one of the guys like stopped him on the way. I was like, why are you leaving? He's like, this is wrong. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and so uh, it sounds just like my friend. I applaud him on uh, the courage. I probably, my introverted self probably would have just stayed in the service and like just quietly just never came back. You're like, I need some uh, content for Bad Doctrine of the Week. So yeah, right. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, neither here nor there. Uh, We've covered quite a bit of this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is God Uh, Mm non-binary? Did Jesus have two dads? Uh, What was the other ones? Did he wear a fabulous tunic? Did he wear a fabulous tunic? Um, Which, by the way, I have a Bad Doctrine of the Week uh, coming up uh, in the pipeline that talks about Jesus' tunic, that they're referring to, the fabulous tunic. And I found a verse that's that's very interesting that actually kind of goes against this and makes this that doctrine, even mm. more so. Mm. Um, so, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, but we talked about the rainbow spirit, whatever that means, uh, about white fragility. <laughs> We've talked about um, uh, everyday saints in the AIDS quilt mm-hmm. whose feet are grounded in mud. Still don't know where we landed on that. Um, but today is... I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. So, you should love, right? (laughs) This is a very loaded word, love. What do they mean by that?
1: They mean acceptance. Yeah. Without exception, uh, without any hesitation, and without qualification at Mm -hmm. all. Uh, acceptance 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 so what they're not what they're saying here is love is love is love so beloved less love it's really should say acceptance is acceptance is acceptance so those of you who are accepted let us accept i think that would probably be a better yeah translation yeah uh, because you know
0: the thought would be like hey if you loved me then you wouldn't tell me i'm wrong right it's like just love everyone, man. Like like that. that that's kind of the, it's like hippie love. Yeah, you know. hippie love. It's like just let everyone do what they do. Like just love, man. L- love. Yeah, man. Or uh, peace. peace not war. Yeah, that's right. Peace
1: not war. <laughs> love not unacceptance. Love not or
0: uh, intolerance. Intolerance. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> which intolerance is also acceptance? Because um, like to be tolerant means that you disagree. Right. Uh, and so, but if you disagree, you're being intolerant. Right. So it's like. I don't think y'all are using these words correctly. You keep using um, that word. Yeah. I don't think it means what you think it means. So, I actually love it. No pun intended. Uh, I love it like whenever accept love or like love, love, love like 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 love. <laughs> um, I love it whenever uh, people in this category or not category people in this this camp use use the phrase like God is love, like like God calls us to love, and I'm like yes, amen. Let's define love as the Bible defines love, though. Mm -hmm. Um, There was
1: a sermon, wasn't there?
0: There was a sermon I did. Yeah, (laughs) all about this. Um, I am all about God is love. The Bible does say God is love. Um, That is true. Jesus is love. Jesus loved people. We are called to love people. I 100% agree with that because that's what the Bible teaches. However, definitions are important. Mm -hmm. And so, you can't take the word love and redefine it and then... Throw God onto that. Um, that uh, arguably is what the third commandment is all about. Don't take God's name in vain. Hmm. Don't take your agenda and slap God's name on it. Uh, so if they define love as kind of acceptance, like uh, like affirm me, don't don't disagree with me, uh, what's some ways that the Bible defines love? Well, we have 1 Corinthians 13. That's the literal definition. That's uh, sh- it. Should we pull it up? Oh, yeah, it's probably uh, a good idea. I'll pull it up. You got it. Yeah.
1: I'll pull it up too for fun.
0: We have a literal definition of love in the Bible. Um and so it's this first Corinthians thirteen four. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self seeking, is not ir- irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. I think they would stop you right there and say, like, look. All of that sounds very accepting. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, the definition doesn't end there. Verse 6, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. So, that means that if you're doing something that God does not find, um, as not living up to the standard of God, I would actually be not loving you to just say Keep going, mm-hmm. right? That would actually be the opposite of love, right? Right, based on this definition, because I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take joy in unrighteousness. Um, that's not loving to you. It's not loving to me. It's not loving to God.
1: Agreed. And there was yeah. um, even you know blessing and saying that that things are good that are not good is something that Israel was doing even before mm-hmm. the the uh, exile, right, uh, into Babylon. And it's one of the things that God really uh, indicts them on is like you've you've twisted what is good and made it evil, and the things like there's this whole y'all have it all backwards, basically is what he mm-hmm. was it saying. It's like we don't want to give approval uh, uh, to those who are doing evil things um, because it's first off it's not righteous, but then it's also not loving, especially uh, now, right? Because if we if we give our approval. Uh, for uh, for sin, right? Well, what does that do? Is there any opportunity for repentance and for mm-hmm. faith and belief? No, uh, there's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, honestly, I don't have a whole lot more to say on that uh, because it's just... It, the the only argument against that but because something that, that this um, creed doesn't do we brought scripture to it, yeah, and said, "Okay, here's how scripture defines love, and based on the scripture's definition, then I I am morally obligated to not celebrate your unrighteousness, uh, but to bring truth to the situation, mm-hmm. and not just with LGBTQ stuff, like like anything, any right. sin. Um, like I uh, I don't want this to be geared directly at that. Right. They well, kind of did it to themselves. Yeah, but, they kind of." <laughs> The only real argument would be, okay, well, we don't believe that's unrighteousness. But then that gets into a whole another debate. Um yeah. well, it's that.
1: like Jesus, right? Uh, he came in grace and in truth. Mm-hmm. Right? And what and you wanna have both, right? Yeah. You don't want all of the grace and no truth because then you you know, people are sliding. Maybe you're letting yourself slide uh mm-hmm. through sin. Oh well, it's like you yeah, it's cheap grace, right? Is really what it what that would boil down to is
0: well, I know I shouldn't Is that Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Is that who coined that? Uh maybe. Bonhoeffer
1: was great. Yeah. Um but uh, the the point is uh oh hey, look, I think uh today I think I'm going to go and get drunk, even though the Bible tells me not to. Um, but God'll forgive me. hmm
0: Right? So that's cheap grace. Yeah. Right. But it's um, what Paul argued against yeah. and said, Well, you know, if, if my sin caused God's grace to abound all the more, then why not sin? Right. And he's like, what a stupid <laughs> statement. By no means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
1: that's the grace side. But at the same time, we don't want all truth and no grace because then we could say, well, you're going to hell. since so you believe that? Yeah. There's no yeah. grace there. Right. right? So, it's got to be both yeah. at the same time and it's got to be balanced well.
0: Love is patient and kind. Yet it doesn't rejoice right unrighteousness. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the same same basic idea. But whenever it comes to... I'm talking about approaching uh, people about yes, their sin. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it can't stop with, hey, uh, that's wrong and you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you word it that way, yeah. it can't stop there because <laughs> it's not the full... But that's part of the gospel.
0: but it's, Yeah, it's only
1: part <laughs> yeah, of the gospel. Yeah, exactly. You got to get the whole picture, right? Grace <laughs> yeah. and truth yeah. together.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so, man, if, if you ever find yourself like, how do I respond to... God is love and therefore we should love. But like, here's how you respond to it. Okay, great. Let's define love as the Bible defines love, the mm-hmm. whole definition of love. And so yep. I've been waiting on this one. This one, <laughs> I just, that's like a trigger statement for love. me is when, like, yeah. you know, just, let's just love each other. It's like, what, what do you mean? Stop well, yeah.
1: it. Yeah. And today, I mean, it, it, it can be confusing if you don't have the definitions down. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the LGBT um, movement or whatever you want to call it, um, has really hijacked that word, love. Yeah. Right? Love is love. You see, uh, love wins um, for the, the Oberfell v. Hodges Supreme Court decision. That was the big banner, right? Uh, love wins yeah, at right. the end
0: of the day. It's like, well, what does that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. To you? Well, and that's really important. This is this is rule one of debate: define your definitions. Yeah. If you don't define your definitions, you will you will both be talking past each other because y'all are coming at it from two different vantage points and so if you're gonna if you get into a conversation with someone on on um, you not loving them well or they not loving you well or, or any form of that you might do well to just start with okay when you say love what do you mean yeah. by that and when I say love here's what I mean by that so that way you're not talking past each other right and that's that's true with it in any any contentious debate just make sure you're you're using the words The same way. Right. Yep. Next week, we're going to finish it. Next week, I believe glory is God. Help my unbelief. I'm going to go on a limb here and say, I actually like that statement. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's a good one. That Next week, we might have, we we won't get into it now, we might have good doctor of the week. Oh. Maybe.
1: I don't know. We'll we'll unpack it. Some From their perspective, they've already messed it up, though, because it ends with amen, but they didn't put... A women.
0: <laughs> we'll get into that <laughs> next week. <laughs> I've never thought about that. The Sparkle right. Creed is corrupt by the oh, Sparkle no. people. <laughs> oh, no. Azer. <laughs> hey, Anyways, yeah. um, all right. We'll wrap that up. We are glad that y'all joined us here today. Let us know what you think. Um, have y'all enjoyed the Sparkle Creed just as much as we have? Um, let us know what you think. What does it mean to love? Hopefully, you give a biblical... Um, reference to it. So, we're not all just making up our own definitions. But let us know if, uh, as we wrap up uh, this Bad Doctrine of the Week, do you have your own Bad Doctrine of the Week that you want us to talk about? Let us know all those things. Let's just know that we're not talking to ourselves. That's cool, too. Like, subscribe, all those things. We'll see you next week.